Hey folks, this is the Serving the Peace Podcast. I am your host, Brent Hardy, and I am sick and tired of being at home. Yes. Josh is joining me today. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Josh. Hey, folks. <laughs> All right, a lot to talk about today. I'm very frustrated with a lot of things from both sides of the spectrum, and I'm extremely frustrated with the way police officers are enforcing stay-at-home orders. Mm. All right. Square body back in the day, y'all. Everybody down. Oh, Cheryl felt me thumping. Four twelves in the back, let them know I was coming. White dice, black guys, fresh in her. All I cared about was impressing her. Had that rear view lean on her lipstick. Thank God she had a thing for misfits. Black sheep, black Chevy, mobile, wasn't ready. Bump, bump in the six disc changer. Bass kicking like Texas rain. All right, and we're back. <laughs> yeah, that, we're, we might not stick with that opening song. Josh, Josh wasn't a big fan of that song. I like it. All right. It's by Walker Hayes. It's called Black Sheep. All right. I feel like I relate to the song in a way. No, I get that. It's I don't just, have a square body Chevy, but. No, no. You know, Black Sheep. Sure. No, I get that. I, black Chevy. Mobile. Wasn't ready. <laughs> all right, then. Okay. So, moving on. Moving on to the rest of uh, our quarantine podcast here. The best of coronavirus. The best of the coronavirus. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, San Clemente Skate Park. Filled with sand to keep skaters at bay. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. That's that's nasty. That's messed up. Uh, uh, Noli Stark and his mom sat in their car in the parking lot looking at San Clemente's popular skate park. Gate shut down. Gates shut and sand covering the surface of his favorite playground. His last bit of freedom, his mom, Jen, said, uh, noting that Stark is diabetic and needs to stay moving. It was all he had left. He was devastated. Well, yeah, sure. I get that. See, and this is what I'm talking about when, you know, I say things have gone too far. Okay? It's, It's gone too far. Like, first off, skating is a kind of a solo sport. All right, you don't you can you can absolutely appropriately social distance while skateboarding. Uh, it's yeah, not that hard. I don't know about you, but I don't see too many people like you know two people riding a skateboard at the same time. Right, I've never seen tandem skateboarding. No, no. So well, now that you said tandem skateboarding, I'm going to look it up later because <laughs> I'm sure somebody has built a okay, long skateboard. I'm sure it's happened, but it's it's not. not something you commonly see. But you're not seeing it at a skate park. No, no, you're not. You know what I'm it, saying? It's just crap like this is is gone too far. And it's not only the idea behind it that. Here's what drives me insane. They spent a lot of money to truck in a bunch of sand right? and spread it all around. Oh, yeah. Okay, and they're going to spend a lot more money Taking it to all come out. back and clean it all up afterwards. Unless they really want to, you know, just be jerks about the whole thing and be like, all right, folks, you know, everything's fine now. So if you want to go ahead and uh, go up and clean up all that sand and use the yeah. park now. Sweet day. Here's a sweet <laughs> day, guys. We're all going to have brooms here. It's like in, when Little League starts. We've got the cleanup day, folks. Oh Everybody come gosh. on out and clean the place up. Uh, that would be really messed up. But I, I think, you know, I think doing stuff like that is uh, it's mean. It's mean spirited. Uh, it's unethical frankly and you have kids like kids like this this is what he did to get exercise now you're going to take that away from him that's just messed up it's unnecessary uh, it's wholly unnecessary because here, here's the thing that's really coming out and that people are starting to figure out right now we're already past the peak oh well really because i keep seeing well you know in 
Within the next two weeks, we're going to reach yeah, the yeah. peak. Really? Because you've been saying that for two months. It's become pretty obvious to me. We already passed the peak. It's now, becoming obvious to me. Granted, no one knows what the hell they're talking about. Granted, there are northern states, Canada, sure. like colder areas that yeah. they're going to get extended through this a little bit longer. But uh, in Florida, uh, they're giving the green light to start opening some beaches. Some beach. Some beach. Yeah, Governor DeSantis uh, gives green light for some Florida beaches to mm-hmm. reopen. Okay, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Florida's governor on, on Friday gave the green light for some beaches and parks to reopen if it can be done safely. If it can be done safely. All right, there's a caveat right there. Sure. But, yeah, the point is, though, is a lot of these places are starting to reopen, and warmer climates can get away with it. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, Texas is another one. All right, the governor of Texas came out and said we're we're starting to develop a plan, and we're already coming up with a plan to start reopening these places and how to transition things back. Oh, speaking of plans, Uh-oh. did you see the uh, our great governor, his plan? No. Oh, it was a six step plan. Six whole steps. It was huh? six whole steps, and the plan was there's no real plan. Oh, it was ridiculous. Wait, what it are you was talking so, about? It was ridiculous, man. Right, okay, you, okay. You have to elaborate. There, there was now, there was no actual plan. It was it was kind of like when they gave Obama the uh, Nobel Peace Prize for having a good idea. It, it was the same basic principles. Like, hey, here's an idea. <laughs> we're gonna call it a plan, though. Okay, it was uh, we're gonna we're gonna take care of the people who are uh, most vulnerable. You know, like the elderly and people with respiratory issues. Yeah. But how are we gonna do that? We're gonna do it. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, step two. I mean, it, it was it was like that scene. Uh, it was like, like that episode of South Park. That reminds me of AOC when they were like, well, how are you going to pay for all this? Just pay for it. Yeah, just pay for it. Uh, it was kind of like the episode of South Park with the underpants gnomes. Okay. First, we get the underpants. Stage two. I don't know what stage two is, but stage three is profit. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same basic principle. It was like there was no actual structure to anything. What was that movie? It was just like really good ideas of like, hey, here's something we should do. Well, how are we going to do that? We're going to do it. What was that movie? I the think hell? Was, well, Office Space where it was like the guy jumped to conclusions. Yes. I yes. have this great idea. Look, here it is. Jump. Here's the prototype and everything. You just – Yeah, you jump, jump. to conclusions. That's kind of what it was. And it they're was... looking at him like, okay, well, what is this? Like how do you make money? I mean there's nothing oh, here. There's nothing terrible. here. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy, folks. I mean, here here's the plan: give the green light and let people just do it. You don't have to control it. You don't have to do anything. Business owners will figure it all out. Okay. Oh my gosh. There's not a lot of non-coronavirus news, just so you guys know. So no, we apologize for that because uh, that's just, it's just been bombarding everything. Ooh ooh ooh! Wait wait wait! Though non-coronavirus related, Bernie Sanders is gone. He is Bernie Sanders. No, okay. So and this is what I love. So for months and months and months, Bernie Sanders has been telling his people, hey, give me your money because I'm the person who should be running for president. I'm the person who should be president. Biden doesn't know what he's talking about. He, he's going to just, you know, he, he's, he's not a good guy. He, he's just another, another fat cat, another fat cat billionaire. Not really billionaire, <laughs> but okay, it's fine. Uh, and don't vote for him. Oh, I'm dropping out. And, you know, Biden is really the guy that we need to all get behind. You know, I was What the hell? <laughs> I know. I wanted to see a Bernie Trump debate as badly as you did. I mean, I, I kind of really want to see did. a Biden Trump debate. One's not going to even know where he is, and Biden. the other one's just going to talk about how great everything is. You can put Biden up on the stage by himself. He'll just debate with himself. Well, you know, in his race for the uh, sen- uh, for senator, yeah. Uh, it's like that Pixar short, the old one, where the guy was playing chess with himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's Biden on debate. My favorite meme going around is Biden standing there. I'm Joe Biden, and I've forgotten this message. That's my favorite one so far. My favorite was Obama going. Joe, I'm going to endorse yeah. you. And Joe's like, for what? 
<laughs> yeah, that was pretty good too. Uh, yeah, speaking of gutter, uh, gutters, uh, governors that have been getting a lot of criticism. Have you heard about Christy Nome? Why do I know that name? I know that name. She's the South Dakota governor. Okay. She's the one who didn't issue oh. stay-at-home orders. Uh, her and um, Iowa. Mm-hmm. They didn't do stay-at-home. Iowa was a little shocking. Yeah. Because they do have a lot of densely populated areas. Yeah. Stuff, but South Dakota doesn't. South Dakota, yeah, right? They don't They don't really have a social distancing problem in the first place. That's true. Yeah, there's no, like, hub of tourism but, and, yeah, you know, she, commerce she, in South Dakota. No, but she drew tons of criticism because she wasn't sure. issuing these orders. And here's here's why I respect about it. Um, because, one, this isn't our first pandemic. We've had way worse outcomes from doing a lot less. Yeah. Okay. And at some point you got to begin to think that, okay, there has to be more to it. There has to be some sort of conspiracy here. Okay. Okay. There has to be a bigger picture. Now, we discussed this. You were talking about this last time uh, on the podcast where we were discussing um, the fact does, that- does Trump survive this? Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And I kind of alluded to the fact that, hey, from the beginning, they've been talking about unless you crash the economy – you're not going to beat – you're, uh-huh. you're going to get to – Yeah, it. Bill Maher came out and said, I yeah. hope – basically he said, I hope the economy crashes so we can get rid of them. Uh, it's going to suck that people are going to lose their jobs, but oh well. And look what's going on. Yeah. And so I'm getting to that point, and I'm not one for conspiracies. I always tell you guys this. But I am. I, I, I'm getting to that point where I'm starting to look at these candidates and think, wow, these are individuals who were teamed up with the media – who decided it was worth destroying our economy, uh-huh. putting everything on halt yep. just to prevent a second term of President oh, Trump. Oh, yeah, and I love all the ridiculous misinformation about how, you know, uh, oh, well, you know, Trump did this and and Trump didn't. Trump. Remember when Trump said it wasn't even that big a deal back in January? Mm, don't you mean you remember when Trump echoed exactly what he was told by the World Health Organization? Which, up, which ended up being a bunch of crap. Yeah, it's like, so, you know, when at, at a certain level, you don't actually do anything, okay? Let's let's be honest. When you're the president of the United States, when you're the governor, when you're, uh, I'm not gonna say this next one. <laughs> when you're the leader of a large organization or company, you don't actually do a lot. You get told everything, and you make decisions based on the information you're given. If you appoint the right people, most of those decisions never yes. reach you. But let's take right? organizations like the World Health Organization, okay? The, the president of the United States has no say in who runs that organization. By the way, the guy is not even a doctor. Um, can, we, can we talk about that for a second? Just for a second. The man who runs the World Health Organization is not a doctor. Okay. What? That doesn't seem weird to anyone else. What is he? He's, he's a microbiologist. Okay. Well, apparently. But he does not hold a doctorate. He's oh. not a medical doctor in any way, shape, or form. How are you a microbiologist and not and you don't hold a doctorate? Well, apparently you're a microbiologist if you just say you are. No, he, he has degrees. He's got like so yeah, he's got he degrees. He just has, yeah, but he doesn't have a doctorate. Degree. But I'm sorry, okay. if you're running a health organization, you should be a doctor. Just my yeah. personal opinion. Maybe I'm crazy. I've been told that. Who knows? But anyway, all right, going backpedaling on what I was just talking about. Not backpedaling. Going back to what I was talking about. When you're the head of a major organization, you get information. If the people giving you that information is giving you wrong information, that's not your fault when you repeat it. And when it's someone who you had no say in appointing this guy who apparently is just in love with, you know, China and wants to just uh, echo everything China says. Hey, China told us it's not that big a deal, folks, so don't worry. Okay, well, hey, folks, the World Health Organization is telling us it's not that big a deal. Ooh, we were wrong. Yeah, they. but here's the problem. When it became apparent 
that China was lying. And when it yeah. became apparent Still lying. that this was a bigger deal and they were making it, the World Health Organization was still going to bat for China. Yeah. Okay, they were defending them. They were still pushing the lies. They were still pushing the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. They, they were still, still are. They were still pushing blame out to other people and other organizations and stuff like that. And I think President Trump, and I'll say this with boldness, is absolutely right in removing funding from the for the World Health Organization. Absolutely right. Okay, we give them billion, millions every single year, and we got Hundreds. nothing. Hundreds. We got nothing but thousands of dead people worldwide. Oh, we're actually the, I believe, the largest contributor financially to well, it's the, same thing with the, the UN. World Health Organization. So I'm fully on board, and along with the UN, I'm fully on board with, hey, you know what? We're done. Yeah, we don't need them. Or, or hey, you know what? We're going to continue to contribute. However, we're going to take an average of what every other com- uh, country donates, and that's what we're going to give you. Yeah. We're, we are no longer going to be funding these organizations because that's what really what it is. We're not going to be the sole proprietor. Well, well, we're going to take an average of all the other countries that are giving money. We're going to take an average of what they're giving you, and that's what we're going to give you. Yeah, and this is kind of a tangent, but look at the UN. Look who they're put on their human rights councils. <laughs> China. Okay. China, Iran, middle like other crazy Middle Eastern places. Right. There. Iran like, is why? on the Human Rights Council of no, the UN. They're done. Iran. Clearly. Don't need to be there anymore. I ran so far away. Okay, I would defund them. I would kick them out of the United States. I'd be like, we don't need you. Because yeah. it is obvious. Well, the UN they is pointless. They need us more than we need. Yeah, and they don't the do UN anything. The UN is absolutely But They do nothing. They do nothing. They, they proved that when World War II started. Okay, when the League of Nations was still existing. They proved that when they condemned Japan for their actions and, J- and Japan just walked out and said, okay, whatever. Right. We don't recognize this organization anyways. Boop. Yeah. And boom. Like, it just proved that. Well, because they, they, they have no nothing. real authority. No, the only thing they ever did good is when they reestablished Israel and tried to bring some organization over to that region. Yeah. That was the only thing. Okay, they screwed up the Korean War. They screwed up everything else they've ever tried to do. Ah, now you got me on a weird tangent. All right, let's take a break so I can take a hot shower or a cold shower. Which one is it? Well, I don't know. I'm depends, all fired up. I think depends I need a cold shower. Depends on what shower. you want to do. I think I need to take a cold shower so I'm not so fired up. All right, I'm going to wait outside either way. Why would you come inside? I mean, out. Uh, you were never invited into my shower. shower. I mean, Hey folks, do me a huge favor and rate this podcast on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. It helps us reach a higher audience. It helps us reach out to those people who may also enjoy this podcast. Also, like it, subscribe to it if you haven't subscribed yet, and be sure to share it with your friends and family. And I'm back from my very cold and very solo shower. Yeah, yeah. No, I was outside, like outside the house. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What else is pissing me off today? Well, hey, can can we just oh. can we just bring up the fact that uh, former President Obama now suddenly throwing his support behind Joe Biden is kind of like picking the last kid in gym class. Like you didn't have a choice. Like why did you wait so long? You obviously don't actually support him. You're just okay. Well, you know, I'm a Democrat, so I have to support whoever the Democrat candidate is. Let me wait to see who the last one standing is. All right, you're who I support. That's really it's basically non support is what that is. Do you think do you think he's going to pick Michelle Obama as a running mate? <sighs> well, all right, are we going to have this conversation? Yeah, sure, why Let's not? go ahead and have this conversation. Right. Let's have this conversation. Uh, is that a possibility? Yeah, it's absolutely a possibility. What does she actually bring to the table? Well, she brings all the Obama fans. Yeah, she brings, that, she, she brings the name. She brings the name. Yeah. What does she bring to the table in terms of accomplishments and ability? Donut hole. 
She Nothing. Lost, didn't she have a uh, license to practice law and she lost it? Uh, it was taken away, her and Obama's both. But anyway, uh, yeah. her and Barack's. Um, Barry. Yeah, Barry. <laughs> Sorry. Barry. Um, she hasn't, she's never done anything. And, okay, look, this is not me oh. bagging on women. Okay, <laughs> so everybody calm down. First ladies don't actually do shit. Yeah, they're not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, they don't actually do anything. And I say they're not supposed to because Michelle had, oh crap, how many secretaries did she have? <laughs> uh, I want to say it was like 30. I thought it was like, oh, was it, it was a I lot. It was like, I thought it was like in the teens. It was like 15, 12, It's like we're like that. paying these people a lot of money. Lots. Of, oh, and they were all making well over $100,000 a year. To serve her when she's not, meet she, her Oh, needs. she doesn't show up. And she wasn't even yeah. an elected official. She just shows up, you know, the says only reason, hi to everybody. The only reason why talks about how lady, great Harvey Weinstein is. Oh, the only reason, yeah, the only reason why the first lady or even first husband, whoever it is, is even relevant, is because we want to know, as the American people, when we're voting for somebody, it's important to know who's whispering in that candidate yes, ear absolutely. at night. Absolutely. Okay, so here's what drives me nuts about her. I got a story. Okay. I have a story. All right. Look. Uh, remember when all those girls were kidnapped? Which time? I think in Africa, like 50 girls, and she started the whole Save Our Girls campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's what drives me insane. And it, it, it kind of just alludes to the fact that the Obamas were, were uh, community organizers and weren't actually doers of anything. Sure. Okay. She starts this whole campaign. Save our girls. Hashtag save our girls. She's doing videos. She's mm-hmm. doing photo shoots. She's holding up signs. Hashtag save our girls. The whole point of a campaign is to get the attention of the people that can change it. She's laying next to, in bed, the most powerful man in the world. And she's starting a hashtag campaign to get people's attention. If she really cared about the girls, why don't she just nudge her husband and say, hey, go save those damn girls. You know, I don't think you're being truthful about how passionate you are about this. So if you could, like, just, you know, (laughs) stop holding it back. Ah, I need another cold shower. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) What is wrong with her? Okay. Now, like, are you kidding me? So like, that's a, that's me, a good point. Me. That's a good point. I will start a hashtag campaign because I'm trying to get the attention of the people who can make the change, right? Like this it. is a problem in the world. Let me start a hashtag campaign. Let me get a lot of people on board with it. Sure. Let's get the attention of the governor, the mayor, the whoever, the president, yeah. whoever. Say, we need to change this. And she's laying next to the guy that can change it. A lot of assumptions there. Oh. A lot of assumptions that they weren't that they didn't have separate bedrooms. <laughs> She's knocking on the door. I'm starting, the I'm starting that rumor. I'm just going to start that now. They had separate bedroom. No. But, yeah, you know what? That's a very good point. You're actually right. The, the entire point of um, those types of campaigns, these hashtag campaigns, these community uh, awareness campaigns, is to get the awareness of people who can actually affect the change. And when you are, supposedly, sleeping with the most powerful man in the United States, maybe the world... You don't need a hashtag campaign. You don't need a hashtag. You Just need a, them. Hey, you need a, send hey, SEAL hey, Team 6 to go get those girls. Hey, hey Barry, put the fucking newspaper down <laughs> and go get those damn girls. <laughs> I'm just okay? I'm call just... call the SEALs. Make that shit happen. Yeah. Or this isn't happening. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Let's be honest. Yes. That's all you have to do. Okay? I was so... My God. Okay. I'm... Okay. So, back to my point. <laughs> back to my point. So, other than notoriety, she brings nothing to the table. Obviously. Okay. But. She had the ability but, to bring something but, to the table. She didn't. Notoriety could be enough. That name in of itself could be enough. 
if Biden wants to have any type of success, he has to have a good running mate because he himself has nothing. Oh no, he has nothing. It. So let's. So he's going to pick a women, a woman for his VP. Which, hey, look, first off, let me just point out, I don't care. I don't care about a person's gender when it comes to politics. I care about your politics. I exactly. care about the things that you say. I care about the things that you stand for, not whether you stand or sit to pee. Okay, doesn't matter to me. So. But he is going to pick a female because it's going to be a, a point that is going to be driven home. Like, oh, we have a female, you know, which is funny because the Republicans did that uh, a few years ago. And it was just it was actually demonized by the left as a stunt. Oh, the only reason that um, damn, why is it her name's just popping out of my head? Uh, Sarah Palin. Palin. Yeah. yeah the Sarah only Palin. reason Palin was chosen as a VP candidate was because it's a publicity stunt. Well, now we're going to do it again, but now if you say that, well, you're a sexist. So, okay. So anyway, that being said, who are the other possibilities? From everything I've read, from everything I've seen, from all the, air quotes, political experts and analysts, uh, Kamala Harris would be the front runner for really? female VP. Yeah. Uh, that, Still not Tulsi that, Gabbard, huh? No, still not. It wasn't even on the list. They still Tulsi snubbed. was not on they the list. Still, still being snubbed. The best snubbed, candidate they had. Best candidate they had. And they snubbed and her. Completely snubbed. Because um, she's just not socialist enough. I don't yeah, know. If anybody, know. by the way, if anybody by some miracle out there has a connection that where we could have a conversation with Tulsi Gabbard, please oh, yeah. email us at dtp at, at usa.com. Thank you for finishing that. Because uh, I would love to have a conversation with her. Um, Best candidate they had, still getting snubbed, not even on any list of VP hopefuls for Biden. So that being said, um, and that being said, I'm a conservative. I'm a registered Republican. I probably still wouldn't right? vote for her, but damn, still, she, maybe, probably. At but, least she made me think. Yeah, still you know the best saying? candidate they had. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is always on the list, <laughs> but the reality of it is, there's no way because even even compared to Biden, she is so left. She is she is to me is like another Hillary where she's just so unlikable. I don't I can't One remember. she's so unlikable, but apart from that, their politics, she's super left of Biden. So even he thinks she's a little too extreme. So I don't see that happening. Uh Kamala Harris is also super extreme, but can be reined in. Yeah. And that's and, I think that's why she's the front runner. She's smart enough to go and I always okay, said this about Kamala, Kamala. Let me calm it down. And I always said this about her. Miss Harris never puts her foot in her mouth. No, but you know absolutely. I that's disagree true. with her ideas, that's but true. she's never she's never put her foot in her yeah. mouth. And she's she never... does have actual experience. She does. I, that 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 leads to the part. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't want to see her anywhere near the presidency in any way, shape, or form. I don't even think she should be allowed in the White House. That woman is batshit crazy. She should never have been elected. No, but anyway. So uh, then um, Klobuchar is often brought up, which is funny because these are all the, these were all presidential candidates. It's going to be Pete Buttigieg. So, what's that? It's going to be Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Or that would be hilarious. Is. I think it will. You know, that's funny. No, it's, it's going to be a woman. Do you think so? It's going you, to be a woman. All right. I would be willing to bet that money. Joe Biden thinks Pete Buttigieg is a woman. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? That is very good point. I, <laughs> well, uh, you said he has a husband, so obviously that's a woman, on, right? Joe I mean, Biden was Elected the Congress in the early 70s. 70s. Okay. Yeah. That means when he was a freshman congressman, the senior congressmen were the people who fought against the Equal Rights Act. <laughs> okay. Point. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. The, I mean, there's yeah, congressmen. You think there, Biden is making any oh of his own decisions gosh. about his campaign? No. No. He's not making any of those decisions. Oh, he's, he's surrounded by people that are ready to cut the mic. And oh, yeah, absolutely. He is going to be told, hey, Joe, 
this is your VP. And in fact, yeah. he might not even be told. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, we're just going to wait until after you're elected and be like, oh, by the way, this was your VP. Yeah. Anyways, you know what the awesome thing about all this election crap is? This it's cro- not about coronavirus. This coronavirus crap <laughs> has pretty much like trumped all this election crap. Like you, you hard, remember we used to have a lot, hard, right? We used to have a hard time finding news that wasn't election stuff. Now it's hard, now it's and hard now to we find can't find yet. election stuff because it's all about coronavirus. Yeah, but and now I can't t- find I'm anything else. Super tired of the coronavirus. I, I, I would rather it just go away. So here's here's ah, I don't know. Should we get into this? What? So anyways, like I said, I think it's already past its peak. What they're yeah. finding out is because they're starting to do antibody tests. Oh, yeah. Finding a whole, bu- whole bunch of people ha- already have antibodies. Yeah, one guy tested positive for antibodies. He's like, yeah, I got sick, but that was way back in November. Yep. You well, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I thought I, – I honestly am convinced that I had it at one point because in January I had all it's those possible. symptoms and stuff like that. As I told you guys, I ended up in the ER and stuff. Like I, I had they, – they told me I had bad bronchitis, had shortness of breath and everything. I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah, it's all bad when you got to go to But it was room. a month before the first confirmed case. Yeah. So I think part of the reason why California is having as much success, I think the reason why it's not nearly as bad as people think it is, is because I think we're already a month or two behind. I mean, this this if we if social distancing was a must, it should have been a must back in December. Uh, okay? Probably yeah, January. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's when you should yeah. have been doing it if you had to do it at all. And I say if with a big capital I. Yeah, I'm kind of an if. Uh, because. I just don't think it was doing enough. Regardless. But hey, that doesn't mean I'm not going to wear a mask when I go to certain places because I don't want a thousand dollar fine. Let's oh. talk about that for a second. Let's take a break and then we'll jump into we'll that. We'll jump into that. In Santa Cruz, California, police officers cited seven men Friday night with a thousand dollar tickets for violating California shelter in place order by hanging outside of a 7 Eleven. The men had driven from the, from the Bay Area city of Fremont to buy beer in Santa Cruz. Police found the men hanging out at the 7-Eleven on Ocean Street. Uh, seven, seven by, or I'm sorry, uh, $1,000 tickets times seven, that's an expensive hangout. Mm-hmm. The police department stated in a Facebook post, not smart. Everyone should should know by now that this is not the time that, to meet up and party. Officers cited seven $1,000 tickets for shelter-in-place violations to help these guys remember their time in Santa Cruz. Yeah, I wouldn't pay any of those, and I'd just fight it in court, and I'd I win. I'd fight it, too. And I'd win. Yeah, how do you think you'd fight it and win? Uh, well, okay, exactly what part of social distancing was I not doing? I don't know, seven dudes hanging out together? Because you can't just say, well, you were outside, because that's not really a thing. Okay, we were, how far apart were we? Well, here's the thing, they're not getting cited for not social distancing. Oh, what are they getting cited for? Uh, it doesn't say the exact section, uh-huh. but I can't remember off the top of my head, maybe I should have done my homework a little bit, but there is a section for well there's a section for like if something's deemed a disaster zone okay right like going through like if there's a forest fire going through or something sure. like that and you're out looting or hanging around whatever you well, can yeah, cite it's a misdemeanor site but there's also a similar section of that that's like deemed a pandemic zone or, or mm-hmm. quarantined area and i think that's kind of what they're going with there's, they're basically saying hey look there's a shelter in place order or shelter mm-hmm. at home order and you guys are violating that oh uh, okay so what they got charged with was violating the shelter at home order yeah okay but here's the thing i as always, there's always more to a story. Right. Because I try and put myself in the cop's shoes, you know, and I'm like, all right, let me walk up to these seven guys and be like, hey, dudes, you, you guys aren't supposed to be hanging out. Go home. You know there's an order in place, blah, blah, blah. F you, pig. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. Okay. In that scenario. When I get the F you, pig, I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, okay, fine. Now we're combing through the codes yeah. to find something. Yeah. I get that. I <laughs> I'm on board with that, okay? That's not my issue. My issue is the idea in of itself. My Now, okay, my issue is more like L.A., all right? L.A., where it is now a law punishable by a fine 
that you have to wear a mask if you're outdoors. Yeah. Okay, I have a problem with that. When did you, the government, give me my mask? Oh, oh, you didn't give me a mask. So now you are forcing me to purchase something. Mm-hmm. Okay, or it's punishable by a fine? Because you can't say, well, you don't have to leave your house. That's bullshit. At some point, I'm going to need something, some essential thing that I have to leave my house to get. And if you're going to fine me for not having something, then you should have provided that thing to me. That is bullcrap. Now, don't get me wrong, and I know this is the first argument that everybody throws in my face. Well, you know, the government already finds you if you don't have health insurance. Yes, and that is morally and un and ethically wrong. Yeah. It is wrong. That, that you was... cannot force me to purchase a product. Or a service. Or a service. That is wrong. It is actually unconstitutional, and it is wrong. Okay, how about this one? That might get you all fired up. You're going to need a cold shower by the time I'm done. Paddleboarder chased by boat arrested in Malibu after uh, flouting coronavirus oh, closures. Yes, I saw that one too. I saw that one too. Again, this guy is by himself on the ocean. water, on the ocean. Who is he infecting? Who is he a danger to? That's, and they, Okay, this is... This is the problem. This is where... So, again, I kind of wonder if you got the F.U. pig out of this Now, okay, okay you know, like... I, I, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Did he give the F.U. pig? Because if so, well, then you're an idiot. But there is a thing. And, look, I'm pretty sure most of you guys listening to this are affiliated with law enforcement in some way, shape, or form, okay? Uh, if not, hi. Um, if not, for the few of you that aren't, there is a thing called letter of the law, spirit of the law. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was going to, but go ahead. Okay, so spirit of the law. Is this guy actually a danger to anyone? He is by himself. He is out exercising. You know, he, he's getting his, you know, his, uh, his daily workout in, out on the water, by himself. No one else is around. He was way more than six feet away from anybody. Is he a danger to anyone? Is, is there anything wrong with what he's doing morally, ethically? And yeah, here's the thing. Even though I was given a directive as a cop, if I was given a directive, hey, if you see anyone out and about, send them home. You know what I'm saying? Or, or here's a, here's a, here's the crime section you're enforcing. Set, you know, send them home, kick them loose, side them and take or whatever. Okay, I would take approach it with that. Be like, hey guys, look, I yeah, I know it's sure. dumb. I but here's the thing: if the beach is closed, if I allow you, I have to allow other people. Blah blah. blah right. Because you start heading home. Do and me, I get that. Do me a favor. You know what I'm saying? Just approach it with that attitude. Yeah. And then if you get the fu pig, I'm like, oh, oh sure. Well, now you're going well, down. Uh, now you once know? you once you once you interject attitude into it. Yeah. And let the, me tell you something, folks. The dynamic changes, and I'm all on board. <clears throat> Racial profiling. Let me tell you something. Racial profiling is debatable. I could probably tell you that most cops not will, debatable. It's just not a thing. Well, debatable. Moving on. I could. This is why it's a debate. <laughs> so, uh, but you're I, wrong. Uh, profiling a vehicle—that's probably a real thing for a lot of experienced cops. Oh sure. Okay, the brand new Mercedes with yeah. dealership plates on it going by is probably not going to be a troublemaker. Where the 1999 Honda with tinted windows and freaking no front license plate and out lowered, lights are, lowered. Yeah. Oh, you know that's more likely to be. And a all you hear out of it is. <laughs> And again, I'm not saying those people who drive those vehicles are necessarily automatically troublemakers. I'm just saying that they're probably more likely. Statistically, statistically speaking, speaking, is more likely. You know, it's like the guy wearing a Niners jersey versus the guy wearing a Raiders jersey. Which one's more likely to be on parole? <laughs> so, Which one? <laughs> the Raiders jersey. Boom! Okay. With boldness. Okay. I was okay. going to say, I might have to walk out of the room. 
<laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it would be wrong yeah. to racially profile, but it doesn't mean that experienced cops can't look at certain people and be like, yeah, that guy probably has been in prison or that guy might be a troublemaker. That guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, without looking at race, but just looking at everything else. Well, sure. You, you see know, the guy with the giant Welga bird tattooed on his chest, you know, more than likely he's been in prison. Yeah. So... Again, when you're approaching these things, it, it wouldn't be a big deal. But hey, man, head on home. But if you, but I'll tell you right now, and this is where I was going with all this, right? We don't racially profile. We might profile a vehicle, you know, something like that, or tattoos or something like that. Um, but the attitude test is a real thing. Oh, the attitude test is a real thing. Okay, I've had people talk their way into tickets yeah. a lot more than they've ever talked their way out of one. I've had my people have definitely you know, talked their way into fights. Yeah, they'll talk their way into fights. They'll talk to and and you give them every opportunity. Because yep. Why? Because a ticket is paperwork. A fight is a lot of paperwork a lot of to paperwork. deal with. Okay, and I don't want to do all that. Okay, so if I could just give somebody a warning or say, "Hey, man, do me a favor. Park's closed. Can we just move on?" I don't want to deal with all that. But right. when you say "f you pig," well, now, <laughs> now you know. Now me doing the paperwork doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. Now it's like, well, I'll show you. It's fine. Non you can pig. Do that. Right? Yeah. Non-pig. Non-pig you. I think that, that would actually be the best response. You know, F you, pig. Look, non-pig. Wait. All right. Just to throw them off. Because, you know, a lot of people, if you could just throw them off their train of thought, they, they just get lost. Like yeah. You say something. So I, I used to call it you out crazy the crazies. Mm-hmm. So you say something crazy to a crazy person, they'll just be like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> like I have a moment of clarity. I'm like, uh, I don't know what I'm, I don't even remember what I was saying. You know what I I've done that a couple times. You know what I've done that messes with people big time is you completely just ignore them and act like oh, they're not there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was I was on a scrimmage line once. And a scrimmage line is basically when cops kind of line up and they're trying to block an entrance or block something because there's a crowd control issue or a riot or something going on. And I'm sitting there, and people are like, well, why are you here? Why don't you just say this? Why don't you do that? And they're getting kind of close, but they're looking at me. Why don't you just, you know, why y'all got to be out here doing all this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm literally just, I'm wearing sunglasses, so I kind of looked, like, turned my head and look at them, and then I look away. And I turn my head, and, oh, my gosh, man. They just, they don't know what to do. Yeah. They start running out of things to say. They get and they, enraged. Yeah, they just don't know what to do with themselves because they're, they're not getting any response. Yeah. Because the moment you start responding, that's exactly what they want. And so I, I find that silence is sometimes the best thing you can do. That's true. All right, folks, where are we at? Eight minutes? Mm, I think we can get into the story. <clears throat> hey, Kentucky, how are you liking that Democrat governor you voted for? <laughs> Kentucky churchgoers met with nails on the road. Police record license plates for Easter Sunday service. Oh, okay, okay. On Easter Sunday, a Kentucky church that defied coronavirus orders from Governor Andy Bashir. By holding an in-person service was met with a heavy police presence and nails at the entrance of the parking lot. Okay, but can we just say everyone in this story is wrong? Dr. Jack Roberts, the pastor of Marysville Baptist Church, arrived to find at least one box of nails blocking each entrance of the parking lot. <clears throat> it was sad when we drove into the house of God today. Someone decided it would be nice to if, if you all drove home with flat tires today. Roberts, a preacher of 55 years, told the congregation Sunday morning during his sermon. Of all the places to keep you from, they should have put them down at the liquor store. Keep people from from getting drunk, going home, and killing somebody on the way, Roberts said. They could have put them down at at the abortion center. They They could have saved some lives down there, maybe. When our politicians get on TV and say they want to save one life, you can you can save sixty a day or better in downtown Louisville," he said. "It's not that complicated, folks. It's not lives they want to save." 
The pastor defied the state stay-at-home orders designed to limit the spread of the deadly coronavirus, recognized two people who drove 12 hours from New Jersey to attend the service, as well as a couple from Dayton, from Dayton, Ohio. About 50 people were inside the church, while others listened to the service from outside via a sound system. The pastor said he was concerned about saving souls. <clears throat> Roberts, who maintains he was right to hold the service and, and said he was not interested in trying to defy the government, covered his plates, covered his plates, but the, but the Kentucky police troopers recorded the VIN numbers and, and large <clears throat> and left large signs on every car, accusing them of creating scenes of an emergency. The paper said, "Is that even a thing? I guess it is." The scene came days after Bashir. States. Yeah, the scene came days after Bashir, a Democrat, threatened a 14-day quarantine for anyone who attended a mass gathering, including a worship service over Easter weekend, and said officials would uh, would record their license plates and give their information to health officials. Okay. Okay. So again, can we just say everyone in this story is wrong? All right. Go ahead with your point. Every. It's not a point. It's a fact. All right. Fine. Go ahead. With Every. Your point. <laughs> okay. Everyone in this story is wrong, okay? So the governor is absolutely wrong because you cannot order – you can't legally order places of worship to close. That is a, that's the law. You can't legally do that. That's the Constitution. That's the Constitution. You know, well, you know, he's, he's a Democrat. You know, the Constitution doesn't mean anything to them. <laughs> um, so, but you can't do that. You can't – the federal government has already come out and said you cannot order places of worship to close, okay? So governor is wrong. Church is wrong because you should have found a way to do your sermon a different way. There's a lot of churches out there right now that are doing, um, oh, what is that? Zoom, Zoom, whatever it's called. Yeah, they're doing Zoom. They're doing, yeah, they're doing um, sermons over Zoom. They're doing like Facebook Live. They're doing uh, other ways of getting the word out there. I'm not a particularly religious person uh, mm -hmm. myself. Okay, back in the day when I was a kid, you know, I used to because it's easier to believe in that kind of stuff when you're a kid. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. But there are other ways to get that your message out. You don't have to congregate. Okay, the how the, the the house of God is not the church. All right, the church is a building right. where a contractor came out and said, "Hey, the land is pretty cheap, and it'll support a building that you want. Go ahead and put your building here. Put a T on it. Now it's a church." That's not the house of God. The house of God is wherever I am and I'm worshiping. Right. That's that's it. So that's if right. I'm do, if I'm staring at a screen and you're giving me your sermon, I am in the house of God. If I am on the phone with you doing a teleconference call and listening to a sermon, I am in the house of God. That is how that works. So he was the the church was also wrong for hey everybody let's get together and infect all of us just in case one of us does have it. Let's get us all infected uh, because you know it's our right, which it is their right, but they were wrong as well. So everyone in this story was wrong. I think the extreme, the extremes that they went to is also wrong. Boxes so, of nails, yeah, that's dangerous. That's you actually put people <clears throat> in danger by doing that kind of crap. So here's my take. There's obviously a distrust, especially from the left, but there's obviously distrust for the individual. Sure. Oh, okay. yeah. No, absolutely. Josh, you're an individual. Okay. <gasps> How dare you, if sir? If you're invited to go to church on Sunday, you decide whether you want to go or not. Mm -hmm. If you decide the virus is too dangerous and you don't want to expose your family to that, or it's, my decision. it's, it's your decision. Mm -hmm. Okay, when people start recommending stay at home and they start recommending businesses to be closed they were just that they were supposed to be recommendations yep okay this isn't the first church who tried this 
No. Okay, Sunday, you gotta understand, there's a lot of people who are religious, but they don't necessarily go to church, but they will go on Christmas, they will go on Easter. Called CNE Christians. Yeah. Yes, they will go maybe a couple other times a year to, you know, make a point. Their kids might participate in some youth activities yeah. or something like that, but they're not, they're not hardcore every single Sunday. Okay, and that's fine. You do what's best for you and what you feel is the best thing for to do. Okay, so if you plan on, if you're a pastor and you're planning on having a service on a Sunday, that happens to be Easter Sunday, and that's might be, might be one of your biggest years or one mm-hmm. of your biggest times of the year. Okay, you have to take precautions, and as the followers or the believers or the people who feel the need to go, you also have to take precautions. And you know what? I trust you to do what's best for your family. Yep. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Okay, but here's here's where I have an issue. Okay, one, the governor is wrong to order churches to close down. Yes. That is a constitutional violation. Yep. The cops are wrong to enforce it. Yep. Because okay. you're enforcing a constitutional violation. violation. You are sworn to uphold the Constitution. It doesn't say who put the nails down. Yep. If the cops did it, guess what? You just caused the vandalism. Mm-hmm. Okay, you didn't just cause it. You committed it. I'm betting it wasn't cops because it was boxes of nails. Oh, so like like someone took a box and spread them out. Yeah. Because I believe, I've read the story from other sources. They said about three people ended up with flat tires. Okay. okay. But it sounds like it was these were boxes of nails. Not a spike strip. Boxes of nails. Yeah. So I don't think I, – I'm going to choose to believe that it wasn't the cops laying down nails. Now, here's the other thing. This, and I can't remember if it was this particular church or other churches. There's one church who did a drive-through church where people would drive up. Oh, yeah. They would stay in their cars in the parking lot. Yeah, I read that one. Okay. They would turn on their radio to a specific mm-hmm. channel, and they would listen to the sermon. Yeah, it was a drive-through. The church drive-through. also had speakers outside, so if you couldn't get it on your radio, you rolled down the windows, and boom, you had it right there. Yeah. Okay, they were citing those people. See, now that's wrong. It is wrong. Okay, there are churches that say, hey, we're still going to be open on Sundays, but we're going to tape on the seats, on the benches, where people can sit. And we're going to keep people spread out because we know we're going to get fewer people coming anyways. But the people who do come, we can spread them out. Right? Okay, it would be wrong for you to go and shut that place down. Yep, absolutely. If people are taking the recommendations seriously and they're still having gatherings, okay, even if it's smaller numbers or whatever they're doing, it would be wrong for you to go and shut them down. Yes. Okay, so to my fellow police officers who are receiving these orders down the pipe, I will tell you and implore you, stop! (laughs) Seriously! Okay, they are constituting. People have the right to gather. People have the right to worship. Okay, and people can come to and fro. Stop enforcing these stupid laws. Unless you get the F.U. pig. (laughs) Yeah, unless you get the F.U. pig. You know, I think what really bothers me, uh, what bothers me more than anything else is the amount of people who have completely just gone with, well, you know, this is a crisis, so screw the Constitution. That is a direct quote, by the way, that someone said to me. Uh, Was it somebody I know? Okay, let me rephrase that. Someone wrote to me on a Facebook page that we were battling on. Uh... They said, screw your, it was actually, screw your constitution. I like how you said battle. Yeah. Screw your constitution. (laughs) This is a crisis and uh, things need to change. My response was, no, this is a crisis and that's when the constitution is the most important. Because if we can't uphold it during the crisis, then how are we going to uphold it when everything's fine? You can't, you either do it all the time or you don't do it ever. That's the way that works. That's why, that's why the things in the constitution are, unalienable rights okay yeah. shall not be infringed okay I, not shall not be infringed eh, unless some people kind of got worried about some stuff then maybe we can change it yeah i don't recall you know the wording in the constitution saying except during a plague yeah yeah except <laughs> during a plague 
yeah, barring ex- it doesn't. You know what? It, it, here's a here's a difference between the Constitution and like a lot of agencies and their policies. All of our a lot of agencies and our policies have a little line attached to the very end that says barring exigent circumstance. Mm-hmm. Meaning, hey, this is the rule unless shit goes crazy. Yeah, unless you get like a Red Dawn scenario. Yeah. <laughs> now the Constitution doesn't have that. The Constitution just says shall not be infringed. Exactly. Unalienable right. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing extra. So, yeah, you can't do that. It's This is Disturbing the Peace podcast with Brent and Josh and someone they tricked to come on with them. Uh, all right, folks. Well, Josh and I are all fired up and we both just got out of a cold shower. <laughs> Not at the same time. <laughs> what? what? Fine. Um, <laughs> folks, if you want to write the show, dtp at usa.com. Uh, do us a favor. Go ahead and like the show. Subscribe to it. Uh, share it on your social media stuff. You know, Get other people to listen to it. Just grab people, tie them to a chair, and force them to listen. Yes. They might actually enjoy it. If you're trying to torture them, I wouldn't recommend it. No, 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 no. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to just, you know... Force joy upon somebody. Force joy. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah, don't actually okay. do that. Uh, if you want to email Josh, it's heycoolcatsandkittens at yahoo.com. Oh, it's heycoolcatsandkittens. Really? Did you watch that eighth episode? I did. It was terrible. Yeah, you didn't like it? No, not really. Well, it wasn't like this glory of the other episodes. No, it really wasn't. It was... But it did kind of give everyone the kind of come back to defend themselves a little bit. A, a little bit. But we didn't uh, even talk about that. dude. I'm telling you right now, I'm convinced Jeff took over the zoo. Well, yeah, he owns the zoo. Well, no, but I mean, like, he freaking pushed out. Like, you know, that's what the, people were, like, keep concluding that, like, he basically stole it from um, Tiger King, dude. No, even better. He had him give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the all, lawyer all, recommended yeah, it was that, all, hey, say, put it all in his name because yeah. he's being a financial backer anyways. Yeah. Put it in his name so they'd have to restart this whole lawsuit yeah. and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, anyway. I, I just thought the that last episode was just, hey, Joel McHale needs a job, so let's give him, let's have him do something. <laughs> You're wrong. I love Joel McHale. I think he's hilarious. But <laughs> all right, folks, this is the Serve the Peace. Thanks for joining us.
temper on a big cat refuge Don't pick a fight with your wife Cause it's a big 40 acres And if you're not careful You'll be gone in the blink of the Tiger track, track. 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 track.